I am a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spirit Diaries. This episode, I will be responding to the Cotton Mill investigation. If you have not seen that episode yet, please stop this episode now. Go over to YouTube and go to the Spirit Diaries channel where you will see the Cotton Mill investigation. Watch that and then come right back here. If you've already seen it, then you are ready to go. So I actually really enjoyed this location, despite the fact that it was so small. So the actual footprint there was the tiniest place I think I've ever investigated psychically, but I really enjoyed it. And it's partly because of the spirit box. So the spirit box responses were pretty interesting and I feel like they were relatively uh, responsive to what I was asking which I have not necessarily experienced before. I know we did the Estes method testing at the Demon Parks if you've seen that three-part series but this was different. I, I really feel like at the Demon Park, we were getting a bunch of random responses. I wasn't really sure if it was just clips in the radio or if we were making a word out of nothing. I, I wasn't sure. I was very skeptical. Future Birdie here. I just wanted to pop in and say that the Demon Park episodes are now called the Scary Park episodes. So I did rename them. There's a lot of controversy in the paranormal field about using the word demon. The only reason they were originally named that is because that's what came over the spirit box and I thought it was kind of like funny slash something uh, catchy to call the episode since that's a word that came through. However, you know, I'm in full support of the paranormal community and if as a community everybody's like, hey, don't use that word unless you actually think it's a demon, we'll get on board and we won't use the word if we don't actually think it's a demon, which was not the case in the Demon Park episodes, again, which is why they're now called the Scary Park episodes. Back to the podcast. The Cotton Mill. I am definitely a little bit more of a believer in a spirit box now because of some of the responses we did get. But before we get into that, I want to review this chronologically. Upon arriving to the mill, I was immediately taken by the building across the street, which happened to be the house of the man who built the mill. Now, I did not know this at the time, but even before I started recording this episode and we're driving up to this place, I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, is that house it? Do we get to go in that house? Do we get to go in the house? Oh my gosh, can we go in there? Like, I definitely thought the location we were going to was this white house and I wish I could investigate it unfortunately it is divided all up into different apartments now so there is no uh, logical way that I could go about even investigating it but that place I genuinely believe is haunted I I 
cannot express to you the amount of energy surging out of that was very similar to when I went to the Glenmore mansion if you guys listened to that episode back in season one and that place just oozed energy and so did this white building I I don't know if it's this time period they're all very similar time periods I'm not sure what it is but wow it was intense When I walk into a place, it's really important for me to not judge it, which is incredibly hard because as humans, as soon as we walk into any sort of place, we immediately start looking at everything and start taking in information and start making judgments based on what we're taking in, whether that's a haunted location or a friend's house. (laughs) So no matter where you're going, you immediately start judging the place that you walk into. And it was important when I walked into this and I seen that little stone uh, circle they built around the drain pipe for me to not let my brain get carried away and be like, ooh, why is there a circle there? And just stop looking at what I'm seeing and start looking at what I'm feeling and what I'm psychically seeing. So I do go quiet a little bit at the beginning of investigations to sort of differentiate my mindset from not being present to being more present. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like a light switch to where I have to leave this plane and go to a different one. I've also been trying to be a little bit more accurate. This is something that I'm doing to challenge myself. These investigations, while they may be entertaining to watch, it's even more beneficial to me myself because I'm learning every single time I do this. And the whole reason I started this podcast, the whole reason I want to do these investigations is to understand myself better. I don't understand my mediumship. And I want to make that incredibly clear. I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand people who do get it. It's very confusing. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't work when I wish it would work. And it works when I wish it wouldn't. So it's a strange relationship I have. But by going to these locations, I really try to not be vague. And it's hard because I get so much information running through my mind. It's hard to exactly be able to reiterate that out loud. And it's almost like if you look at a painting of somebody and then you immediately have to describe them. Okay, it's a girl, she's white, brown hair, young, you know, whatever. It's like you might not be able to get every single detail. And it's like if you watch a series of images flash by and then you try to recall all that, you'll miss stuff. And it always frustrates me when especially I've got something and I had it and I didn't say it out loud and then it ended up being a part of the history. I always want to just punch myself. (laughs) But I have been trying more and more to really differentiate spirits that are there as well as get more information. There's nothing that's more annoying to me than going, yeah, there's a guy. He has some energy. It's like, of course, there's probably a male. I mean, male or female, there's probably one of each in every location. And I mean, if you think there's bad energy, it's very easy to go, oh, there's bad energy in here. You know, that's a bunch of crap. What we're trying to do is make this valid, prove this Prove it. Prove it. That's all this is about is proving it. And 
If I can get ages, if I can get names, if I can get dates, that has been what I've been really striving to pull when I go to these locations. And I I don't think I've ever done it better than I did in the Fort Loudoun investigation where I got Mary Elizabeth. I still don't understand how that happened, but I am trying to really pull dates here. And I think the cotton mill, I actually did pull some decent dates of its start date and its death date, which I think is incredibly interesting. But I feel like when I get more information like that versus going, oh yeah, it's old building, obviously it's, you know, I, I got to really prove it. And I mean, I'm not trying to prove it to you. If you don't believe me, that's totally fine. Like I say this all the time. I have a hard time believing myself, which is why I'm putting myself in these inve- <laughs> in these situations because I, I want to prove it to myself. I, I My goal in life, I guess, is for me to believe that I truly am a psychic medium. And uh, I just, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting relationship I have with my own self. <laughs> It's me, Future Birdie again. I want to clarify here, so much has changed since this episode, and I I am still so shocked to hear how much doubt was in my voice from just a few years ago. So what I think I was not explaining correctly in that little bit of an explanation of why we're really doing this and where my frustration was coming in is because prior to this, I was working professionally, I guess you could say I was doing readings for people all the time. Like that was my side thing that I was doing aside from work. And while all of that was validating, there was still this huge part of me that wanted more. And even now I want more. And it's not that I doubted that I was a medium because I knew I didn't, I I knew there was no way for me to get the information, but I just want to know how, I want to know more, I want to understand the intricacies of it, and I have developed so much since doing these episodes. And as I was mentioning, it's really hard to say things out loud. And in private cases, I don't really talk out loud. It's very easy for me to stay quiet, sort of absorb the information, get compiled notes that I can then reiterate with the person and go over. Whereas when we were starting to film, it completely changed the way I was used to absorbing and then reiterating information because I sort of had to do it right then and there. I couldn't just walk around an entire place and then sit down and give out my thoughts because that's boring, right? The best thing for me to do since we were filming it to keep it entertaining for you all was for me to really rapidly say what I was seeing, what I was thinking, what I was feeling, what I was sensing. And It was very hard for me when we were very first starting this to really have that filter off of my mouth and just ramble because when I do private locations and even these locations, I always want to make sure I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm not saying something that I'm not fully confident in. And when we're dealing with people and private cases, I am very, very, very much waiting to have validation 
beyond a shadow of a doubt that what I'm receiving is the truth because I never want to scare anybody. I never want to portray anything false. So that's why I had a hard time sort of taking out that filter and being a little more free flowing in these episodes as we're filming and really in the moment taking you all along the journey of how it's coming to me, how information's coming to me and trying to describe like how that is all happening. Now, of course, I believe I'm a psychic medium. I don't think I can deny it at this point, especially having filmed the entirety of these three sessions of practice filming season one, and now we're in season two. There's just so much that is unexplainable to where there's just no denying it anymore, I feel like. But at this moment, I where I was like, I want to prove it beyond the shadow of a doubt, because there was a part of me that still felt like there has to be some sort of like thing I'm doing. Maybe, you know, maybe it's not mediumship. Maybe I'm reading Robert. And that was a lot of my theories in the beginning was perhaps the information I'm receiving is because Robert knows the history. But we've done locations where Robert hasn't been told the full history or he hasn't been able to research the full history and didn't find little intimate details that I was able to pull up in my reading. So we kind of negated the fact that that was a possibility because I knew things that he didn't, which would be impossible for me to be reading him because I have no information. And if he also has no information, then where is it coming from? It has to be something in the environment. And if that environment doesn't have information plastered on the walls, or if I'm blindfolded, there's not a way for that to come in aside from pulling it from something around me, be that spirit, be that residual energy, or what have you. So Yes, I believe I'm a medium. <laughs> I I believed I was a medium before this, but I really just wanted some verifiable proof. I think my biggest annoyance with mediumship is the people who are really vague. And I was frustrated because I didn't want to be a medium who is really vague. I don't want to throw out 17 names and hope that one of them sticks. I don't want to say the energy's bad because that's just too basic get into details. And I am really hard on myself. I'm a perfectionist. I'm somebody who I watch back these videos and I take notes on myself and I watch how I am getting information and I can see in my face when I get something and I refuse to say it. And it's a constant learning process for me. And every time we film, I get a little better because I feel a little more confident and I'm learning my own feelings by watching back and seeing, oh, something just happened there and I didn't say it out loud. I need to make sure next time I feel something like that, I express it because it ended up being right and I can't use it because I didn't say it out loud. So normally I would use it in a private case if I got something but didn't say it out loud. But on video, again, being in the more of an entertainment style of video on YouTube, I definitely have to be mindful that there's going to be people who doubt this. And if I am not very clear and very strict and very well recorded and documented of saying what I'm feeling in that exact moment prior to information being revealed, I can't really go back and be like, oh, yes, I knew that. Who's going to believe me? Yeah, am I telling the truth? Of course I am. Why would I lie? There's no reason to. But 
it's one of those things to where this was the first time I was really understanding that I needed to really be strong and confident and just spurt out psychic information. And I'm so proud of myself because this was the beginning of me really trying to get names and dates and really working at pulling that information from the spirit field. And that continued through the rest of season one and season two. It's just, I feel like it's getting better all the time. And I'm I'm really proud to look back and hear this. So I hope you guys are proud too of being on this journey with me. It's kind of incredible that this is all recorded and that you guys can hear how it started and where it's at. So I, I think it's actually pretty fascinating and a really cool documentation of uh, psychicness. <laughs> Let's get back to the story. Wait, 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 wait. I'm channeling a message from beyond. It's from today's sponsors who make creating this podcast possible. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you all know that Robert and I went on a spooky adventure? We visited six notoriously haunted locations over the course of six days, and we recorded it all. We've even won a film award for it. Yeah, that's right. We freaking won. And this is all available to watch for free over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spirit diaries. Yep. Go watch it right now, subscribe, leave thumbs up, and tell all your friends about our free season streaming on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash spirit diaries. I can't believe we did it. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you know that we have an Etsy shop filled with handmade items and incredible vintage pieces perfect for witchy and spooky decor? Go over to spiritdiaries.etsy.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-D-I-A-R-I-E-S dot E-T-S-Y dot C-O-M. And indulge in self-care with my handmade bath salts, bath bombs, body oils, room sprays, and 100% beeswax candles. Treat yourself and help us go on more spooky adventures and keep this podcast going. So around the five minute mark in the investigation, and I didn't say this in the actual video, I jumped when I seen my partner and I panicked because I had thought he was standing behind me. I don't acknowledge this in the video or in the uh, voiceover, but I would have sworn there was a male figure about my husband's size walking behind me, following me. And when I get really into the spiritual world, they do feel like real people. I had just made an assumption that he was following along behind me silently, as he does sometimes at these investigations. He tries very hard not to talk and to just let me do my thing. I didn't even realize he wasn't even inside the mill. It felt like he was in there. And I think this experience just further validates that there was a male presence actively there and walking with me. What I do think is cool is I obviously knew this building was more than one story, so I omitted that from the investigation. You can see from the outside that clearly there was more than one story, but I did not know that the two corners I had myself and my partner set up in was 
where the staircases were. And that is incredible to me. Like staircases in general in my entire life have been epicenters of energy. I get really uncomfortable in staircases. Um, I've had a lot of spirit encounters in staircases. And I think it's just because so much energy flows down a staircase. Um, But I I thought that was so cool about this investigation. All right. So immediately when I turn on the spirit box, I'm getting multiple phrases of speech. So no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Uh, These sorts of bursts of multiple words. I do like that better than just a yes or no, just because I think you can manipulate the way something sounds more with those little blips versus once you get multiple speech married together, that's where I think the spirit box is supposed to shine. Because the S box I'm using, that allows for things to speak over multiple sweeps, which isn't supposed to happen. So every sweep is a different radio station. So theoretically, you shouldn't be able to hear one radio station over a large amount of sweeps. Now, of course, there's bleed over and you could hear it through multiple sweeps, but the more and more and more you pass, so the longer the phrase is, the more strange they consider this. Now, they don't think this is proof. It's not proven that it's actually spirits. Some people think it's other entities on different time periods. Some people think it's just the radio. Some people think it's aliens. Some people think it's spirits. So I just think it's interesting. (laughs) I think it's cool. But this one really got into responding to me, as some would say intelligently, um, the more I talked to it. But what was interesting is I wasn't necessarily picking up on spirits who were talking to me. So I know there was a female voice for a little bit and it's just interesting. I, I don't know how to take it, but I do think that this was a pretty cool session. So this whole your sister, her money, he stole all of it, destruct, Hey, somebody, you okay? That was a ton of really quick responses, which I've never, ever, ever gotten anything that quick back to back together like that. And I think there could perhaps be something to this, you know? Was somebody wronged here? Was Is there something buried here? Um, you know, I tried to find more history about that and I couldn't, if you can that's awesome. Let me know what you find. But those responses about her money, he buried it, he's downstairs, the, this whole thing, I felt like it was trying to paint a narrative. But I I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't find anything that matched it. So it could be nothing. But I've never gotten responses that close together to that. This is where I get a little bit wrapped into the S box. Because the S box said you fucking creep right? You can't say the F word on the radio. So either I misheard that, it didn't say that, or, you know, this could be possible signs that it's a spirit. So I thought that was interesting. And it said it as I was walking up to my husband. Then we kept getting messages of vengeance, vengeance, vengeance. Um, And when my husband asked questions, they were not really receptive. You got that really weird why voice. And then 
I thought it was hilarious, but the shh, which is a very clear shh, because that's not the noise any of the static makes. That the static is like, you know, <laughs> it's very fast, it's very rapid, and it's very staticky. That shh was pristine. But what's amazing, amazing, and I think is so strange is the crow that started yelling when I started walking around. As soon as I repeated the spirit, it fell completely silent. How weird is that? And then this goes into like how much of an environmental impact is this? Is it energy that we're all communicating with from people to animals to just the spirit in the air? Like what is it? So I I thought that was weird. (laughs) And then there was the mention of the lamppost, which there is a lamppost outside of the mill. So is somebody's money perhaps buried beneath the lamppost? I don't know. We can make crazy assumptions all day long, but I don't know. I think there's more to this place that I I would love to find out more history of. So then there's the review of the evidence where I captured a loading screen and I thought it was potentially spirit orbs, but it wasn't. I I actually, I didn't capture anything out of the ordinary on this investigation. And I, I, I do really believe that this place had a lot of residual energy, a lot of just very quiet energy. And I think it's important to differentiate that not every single place you visit is going to be very, very, very haunted. Um, spirits aren't bad. Spirits are just people. They're just like us. So, I mean, it's like walking into somebody's house. Are you occasionally going to knock on somebody's door who's going to meet you with a rifle? Absolutely. But for the majority of it, people are either going to not care, ignore you, or you might get the friendly person who just wants to talk. And it's just like spirits. So, I really enjoyed this investigation. And as we were leaving, there was this silhouette cut out of a woman and that is very similar to what I seen when I was looking at that white building and I said oh I think there's a woman over there instead but I didn't really keep going or looking into that psychically just because I didn't think that was related to the cotton mill at all I had no idea that that was the house of the people I have researched of what that cutout is. If it's of that guy's wife why is it there specifically I couldn't find anything so again If you are able to find information about places I visit, please let me know. I am not familiar with the areas we go to, so I'm not familiar with any local lore, anything like that. So if you are from any of these areas that I'm visiting and you have a ton more information that I don't know, please, please, please let me know so I can share it with everyone because there's only so much I can find through historical records and on Google, but I know, especially in some of these areas, word of mouth has stories that have never been recorded that may be of some help. So I hope you enjoyed that investigation. And if you have a place that you'd like to see me visit anywhere in the US, let me know and I will add it to my bucket list. I am slowly venturing out more and more and more to all these different places. And I I hope to, you know, see a whole bunch. Um, 
just if you do tell me to visit a location, don't say any information with it. And I will immediately pass it to my partner because I try to stay in the dark as possible about these locations. That way I am not biased going in there. I don't want to know who's there or who's rumored to be there or what's rumored to be there because obviously then at that point, if I do pick up on that spirit or energy, it completely invalidates my information because I, I could be lying. So I don't want to know what's there at all. So again, I'm asking if you see any of these places, don't say anything. Just list the name of the place or the location and then you can tell me all about it after I've gone. <laughs> I... Really hope you enjoyed this again, and I will see you all next week so you don't have to wait an additional week anymore. So after these reviews, you do get a next episode immediately. So I'll see you all next week.